Howdy. Welcome back. Yeah, I th- well, I think I'm back. So tired. So tired, so ill. Oh, you're ill? Still ho- still holding the chapstick. All about the chapstick. Did that uh, it, it, yeah. stop your chap from drying out in the Nevada desert? It did. <laughs> it did stop my chap from drying out in the... In the- <laughs> There's the show title. We're done. We're finished. Let's do- see you next week. Um, it did. It did indeed. Oh, I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm even more all over the place than I am normally. And we're recording this actually uh, on Friday in the morning, which for us is a bit unusual because it's normally Thursday nights, isn't it? It does feel a bit weird. Yeah, we're, we're recording on Apple Vision Pro launch day. We are. It's a, it's a big day, isn't it? For, for at least the 30 people who, who will actually buy one. You going to pre-order? Well, no, I'm living the wrong on the wrong continent, and uh, it's a silly amount of money. I'm perfectly happy with my Quest Three. It gives it, it satisfies all of my virtual reality, mixed reality needs for a fraction of the the price. That is a fair a fair point, really. Um, we'll come on to Vision, Vision Pro actually because it's in the. We've got quite a big list, and we've got, as they say in the corporate world, a hard stop, haven't we? we do in, in just under an hour's time, so. Let's just bash through it. What's what's probably going to be easier, Rob, as always, when I come back from these sort of trips, is that you just ask me questions because I don't know where to start, really. I'll be completely honest. Okay. How was CES? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And really overwhelming. Uh, very, very tiring. And um, it, it's everything I kind of expected. And also, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the people who had been there before, at least once, had told me to to expect to be overwhelmed and even if you go with a plan that plan probably won't work out and you'll come back thinking I need to plan it better next time because they were completely right every, every person who had done it before who had kind of broken their um, CES duct and weren't CES um, virgins like myself were were, were right it, it's just crazy I, I don't know how to explain it really I don't quite know how to illustrate how big it is that, that's the thing you know I've, I've done a lot of trade shows in this country where we, we think like you know Excel in London is big, any any trade show that happens there is massive, not at all. That that's about as big as the food hall in in CES. Um, it's mind boggling. I I think also we'll come on to some of the stuff that that happened there and some of the things that uh, that you've spotted. What's abundantly clear is that you go to CES and then you come back and think, where are all these products that people are talking about? I I, I didn't see them. You seem to be able to spot more things and see more if you just watch the coverage of it, if you, if you don't actually go. I think when you're there, there's just so much going on that, you know, it's just uh, it's just very difficult to get get around everything. But it was great. It was a very good experience. Did you fulfil all of your pre-arranged um, assignments? On the whole, yes. Yeah, there was one, one or two that I didn't just because timings didn't work out but um the important stuff i did yeah absolutely the, the things that were in the diary that i wanted to to do i, I did i think the, the toughest thing actually was getting around the show that's the, the irony of it like i mean like i say you, you have these kind of dinners and things and you know, behind the scenes tours of stuff booked in and while i was out there which i can now mention i, I got to go and see the ds24 uh, lineup which was a completely separate thing to see yes that just happened to be out there at the same time for people that were out there um, but the, the actual getting around the show. So, get, so f- for people who aren't aware, there's it's it spread across the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center, which is massive in itself. And there's three halls there. So you have the Central, North, and the West Hall, which are just huge. Um, and most of the big guys are there. So most of the big brands and the car brands and stuff are all kind of packed into those three those three venues. But then you have the Venetian Expo which is behind the Venetian Hotel, because every hotel in Las Vegas has also got a massive convention centre behind it. So you've got stuff there. And then you've got all of these kind of secret private rooms dotted around certain of the hotels, like the Wynn and Encore, where if you're invited by, let's say, Samsung or you know, Lenovo, Intel, etc., you get kind of thrown into these secret rooms with nice food and stuff that you can... Um, you can kind of munch away on and uh, be be kind of wined and dined by these brands for for, you know, for specific, specific hands-on things. Um, but it, it, so you, you kind of spend all your time darting around each area. 
and there's a big distance in between in between both of them. Have you, have you been to Vegas? I can't remember if I asked you this last time. Yes, we, we've 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 had this conversation three times, I think. Well, <laughs> my, my my story about thinking that I could walk to the strip from my hotel, and it took three hours. It's massive, isn't it? I'd, I'd forgotten how long it was. I, I thought it was um, a lot shorter than it was, but. So you've got that to contend with as well. And also, if you go there as, as a member of the press, as I did, you get two days before the show starts for, for press days. And they're held at the Mandalay Bay, which is right at the other end of the strip. And again, a huge convention convention centre next to the hotel. Um, and that's where you get all the press conferences, all, all the, you know, the big kind of stage things from Sony and, you know, Samsung, LG, etc. It's just mind-boggling. I, I still haven't quite got my head around it, if I'm totally honest. I think the, the jet lag doesn't help. The fact it's in Vegas doesn't help because it's just Vegas is crazy, as, as you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a... I don't know. It's, it's going to be an annual thing, definitely, but I'm not going on my own next time. That's the other thing. It's, it's definitely a two-man job. That's oh, very nice of you to uh, invite me next time. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, <laughs> we've got to go beyond this podcast, Rob. We'll have to do a, a, a live podcast in, in Vegas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you encounter any of the self-driving taxis in Vegas? Are there allegedly self-driving taxis? No, didn't see any of that. Not entirely sure where they were. I did use the uh, the loop. I used the the Vegas loop, which is the Tesla thing, where they take you through a few tunnels. That was interesting. Was it interesting? No, it was just a tunnel. It's not that interesting at all, really. It's just a bloke driving you around in a Tesla through a tunnel. But um, no, the self-driving thing... Didn't, there wasn't didn't see any of that going on. Anyway. So, no. yeah. So it's mind-bogglingly big, very busy and difficult to get around because there's just so much to see. What was the coolest thing you saw while you were there? The coolest thing I saw there was nothing. Had nothing to do with C. Well, it had something something to do with CES. Obviously, I, I saw this on the um, the outline earlier, and I thought, what can I pick out as the coolest thing? And it, it's not that impressive at all. You won't find it. I don't think you'll find it impressive. Um, it was the safety car from from F one. All right, that was just parked in one of the halls, and I thought that's that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I've not seen that in person before. Yeah, um, cool. that, I genuinely thought you were going to say the big sphere thing. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I suppose, again, that's away from CES, isn't it? It's not, not specifically a CES thing, but uh, yeah, no. Okay, in, in terms of while I was out there, and in, in fact, the most impressive thing I've seen for many, many, many years is the Sphere. Um, for two reasons. One of them is just the outside of it. it, it I mean, we've all seen it, haven't we, in on you know, photos and video and stuff, and it looks bonkers um, if, you, if you see it there. But in person, it's just... Again, I can't really explain it. It's just this great big ball of LEDs in the middle of a, of a city. And um, But the, the experience inside, so, so Samsung invited us to, full disclosure, they paid for all this, uh, they invited us to, to the Sphere for drinks and stuff, and um, part of that was to, to watch the, the, the experience inside the Sphere. And there's a thing called Postcards from Earth, which the guy's name escapes me who's behind it. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. But... Um, it's basically a, a video production that's been produced specifically for the Sphere. So we got to watch that. And um, it started, and I was a little bit underwhelmed to begin with, because it, it started as, as this massive like IMAX-sized screen in front of you. And it was like that for about 10 or 15 minutes. And I genuinely thought, is, is this it? Is it? And it sounded great, because obviously the entire Sphere is just a, about a million speakers and stuff as well. So it sounded fantastic. This very big screen looked impressive, but... I was like, I was looking around the rest of it, thinking, when, when's the rest of it going to come on? And then, uh, what, without giving away too much for people that are going to go, you know, it, it kind of switches from that IMAX-sized screen to the entire thing. Uh, it kind of opens up, and you're kind of going through the desert and you're going through all these different areas. And again, it's, I, I did a few, put a few videos on on Instagram, but you can't get it across like that at all. You've got to, you've got to be there, obviously, and it's. I, we we were saying cause I, I went with uh, Pete Matheson, and we we both said that there's a very little that impresses you these days technically because everything's very cool, everything everything's very capable and does really cool stuff, and there's AI going on, all this stuff. This for, for both of us, I think for a few of the, the other people that we spoke to while we were there, that was probably the most technically impressive thing we've seen for years. Uh, but it's very difficult to explain why, unless you're there. It's just such a such an immersive experience, both visually and from the the, the audio point of view. Um, left it like that, you know. Just um, still can't get over it. Actually, it's incredible. 
we need one in London. I know that they're, tr- they're talking about putting spheres throughout the world, aren't they? But it's, it's too bright for London, apparently. Typical British people. Um, but it should be it should be accessible here as well because it's an incredible experience. Okay. So yeah, the F1 safety car and the sphere. Nice. <laughs> okay. Conversely, what was the silliest thing you saw? AI massage chairs. Okay. Why? I, 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 I still can't. I, I didn't speak to them, but because um, I was so angry about it. But what, why? Why put AI after massage chair or before massage chair? That's taking it too far. So you didn't have a go in it? No, they were full. Oh. They, they must have been great, to be fair, because you could never get on them. But um, I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. Was Matheson that, had a go in one. Did he? I can't I remember. Think so I'm pretty sure he put out a short where he was like, "Yeah, that's this is good." Yeah, Probably. I just didn't. I just don't like the the AI against everything. Did you see the uh, the ten thousand um, dollar e ink toilet? No, see, this is the thing. I didn't see any of this stuff. I didn't see that. I didn't see the rabbit. I didn't see any of the, these. I, I should have stayed at home. I'd have got more out of it probably. But um, no, tell me about the the ten thousand dollar e ink toilet, please. Uh, well, it's a uh, it's a. I don't know how to pronounce the company. It's spelled K O H L E R. Curler, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, they've got a ten thousand dollar toilet where the whole surface of the lid is e-ink, so you can change up the design of your toilet. It's got a bunch of smart features. It's got like it's got Alexa built in, so you could tell her you've okay. just had a poo or something. I don't I don't know quite why you need Alexa on your toilet. It's got it's got RGB. It's got yeah, a sort of built in. You can remote control it. So I don't know. I suppose get, getting Alexa to do the fart sounds would be quite appropriate, <laughs> wouldn't it, in that situation? <laughs> So yeah, so, so, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, not attending in person, but uh, just sort of watching the news. That was the that was the silliest thing I think I saw there. Um, yeah. What was the best thing you ate while you were out there? The best thing I ate. So, if uh, I suppose the technically the best thing I ate was a steak. We had a we went for a, a YouTuber dinner on the last night with uh, myself, Patrick Rambles, Pete, uh, and a few others, and. Um, a guy with a spectacular yeah, moustache. Oh, yeah, Shervin. Amazing. What a guy. <laughs> um, uh, if, I, if, I, if I could grow a moustache like that, I would, I would absolutely do it, but I can't because my moustache is absolutely pathetic. Um, <laughs> lovely guy, though. Uh, ben was there as well and a few others. Um, that was a very expensive, probably the most expensive steak I've had and a very, very nice steak. Uh, but I think in terms of the, the best food, it was just good old-fashioned Denny's. You know, getting up at stupid o'clock because you're you know, completely jet-lagged and your body has got no idea what's going on, walking to a Denny's and just having food that never takes a good photo. I kept trying to take photos of it to send it to the family and say, look, check out these pancakes and bacon and all this stuff. And it always looks horrendous in the photos, but there's something about a Denny's. It's just a bit it's nicely dirty, if that makes sense. So that, that was good. I, I saw the photo from... The, I, I, can't, I don't know whether it was you that posted it. It might have been Pete. Um <laughs> of that dinner and you all had this fantastic steak except one guy who had salmon or something like that <laughs> who was that it was a guy, guy at the back just one fun sponge who the ordered back. the salmon instead no so i'm sure the, <laughs> he's probably got dietary reasons for that because yeah red meat's bad for probably you. was vegetarian yeah. it's cool it's <laughs> yeah, it just amused me that he, he was not being swayed <laughs> by peer pressure he was like no i'm having the salmon i'm having the salmon it's probably still about 150 dollars but yeah, yeah. Him. so, um, so th- yeah, that was probably the best thing. Schmo- schmoozing at this event, or even generally across the sh- the, the floor, who, who was the the most famous person you encountered? Most famous person? I didn't see I Justine, which I thought I might, given that she was absolutely everywhere every single day. But then you just didn't seem to bump into her. Oh, and old, uh, um, she would Brian have been Tom, the most he was famous windmilling about the place, wasn't it? Yeah, and him. Didn't see him nowhere at all. Um, I walked past Mark German, which I think I, met, I told you about. That was a strange moment. He, he, he looked at me as well because we, we obviously have these badges on where um, there's a blue kind of uh, thing to denote a content creator. So he, he obviously spotted me and didn't recognise me at all, obviously. But same name, I suppose. That might have got caught his eye. Um, so he's probably the most famous person in this industry that I walked past. John Prosser was a a, a, um, a kind of tech awards thing that i went to youtuber awards thing which was a really small event it was like a, it was in the um in caesar's palace in like a little bar they'd got in in, in there 
and everyone was there, like, you know, Tech Chap and all the kind of YouTubers you'd, you'd know. Um, and he was there, apparently, but I didn't... And I, in, in fairness, I, I don't think I'd have recognised him. He looks a little bit, little bit different in person from what from the photos that I saw. But he was in that same room, didn't get to see him or speak to him. Although Patrick did and said he was a nice nice guy. Um, who else did I see? Uh, Asbit was there, spent, spent a bit of time with, with him. Um, he came out of the blue because he, he wasn't planning on coming, but in the end it made sense for him to come out. Um, oh, Jason... Uh, painfully honest tech had a good chat with him on a couple of occasions which was nice nice did asbit make you get up and dance again he didn't no <laughs> thankfully because we didn't um it wasn't in the evening we saw each other i'm gonna try and avoid him for that although we are going to germany later this month i think he might be there then that's an evening thing so i'm just going to avoid him if <laughs> i'll just go back to my hotel room avoid embarrassing myself um who else so, that that was probably it really right. you didn't bump into captain two phones Oh, sorry, I did. Yeah, I did, actually, to be fair. and um, That's Michael Fisher, yeah. <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Mobile. Michael Fisher. Only saw him very briefly, um, although we do have a joint connection now, um, which uh, will, I think there, there will be something happening at some stage. But, um, yeah, bumped into very briefly. He was incredibly busy because he had his clicks um, keyboard thing did that he was... He, he was basically an exhibitor and a obviously a show attendee, so he was, uh, he was absolutely rushed off his feet, I think. Did you get to see a clicks? Not in by in person, but I didn't get to use it again. It was so um, in demand. His there's a, there's a thing called Showstoppers, which is like this is, this is how big CES is. So Showstoppers is one of these mini exhibitions that happens on the one of the evenings of the of the main exhibition in a completely different different location. I think in the Bellagio that one was. Um, he was there, so he had a little stand there, and it was just rammed you couldn't get anywhere near it basically with press and other other people other other content creators and stuff so it's um yeah that, that's working out very well for him i think but it's yeah busy guy very very busy guy have you pre-ordered one i haven't but i'm hoping to get one i do like i said we've got this joint contact now who's doing some stuff with me so i think through that uh and he's an investor in that company as well so mm. through that we should be able to get something happening i think are, are you tempted to to get oh, yeah, one no i've done it i got involved yeah, pre-ordered it. Have you got it? Well, I haven't got one because they're not out yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the list. Makes your phone very long, doesn't it? It That's does. The only thing I'd yeah, say. I, I, it's it's. I can't decide if it's a game changer or the silliest thing ever conceived. But yeah, I'll, I'm quite keen to have a go. So, did, did you manage to get out into the desert with Patrick for your planned collaboration? <sighs> We didn't. We did his. Uh, we did our planned collaboration in in his hotel room. And I'm sure he won't mind me saying this. He had the most elaborate hotel room I've ever seen, and we can probably say this. It was in Trump Towers. Oh. He'd somehow managed to book himself a hotel in uh, a hotel room in Trump uh, Trump's um, golden bathroom, and it was just <laughs> epic. He had, had a suite basically. Um, with the incredible views of like the Strip and the, the desert and stuff, and um, we did it up there, which. Uh, well, you'll see the video. It's interesting, uh, but we, no, we didn't get to do our excursion to the to the um, the desert again. It's just time. I think I think we had all these ideas, all these plans and stuff, and you get there and you suddenly realise that you just can't do any of it, you know, because you've, you've got to try and maximise the your time while you're there, um, which I think I did. I definitely did. I'm I'm, I'm happy that I did that. Right. Yeah. Wow. So it well, sounds like it was a but success. Yeah. You 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 haven't been put off for life. You'll be going back next year. No, although people, again, the people that have done it a lot, there's a certain amount of jadedness about them. I think Ben, for instance, he he's uh, he's not overly enamoured with it these days. I think he's probably had enough for, for a year or so. But I think for us newbies like myself and Patrick and, and Pete, I think uh, we're, we're kind of wide-eyed enough for it to be to be worthwhile for a bit longer, I think. I, I think just, just the being there, I think being seen to be there is very important, but also... Just the, the the opportunities that you get you get to to speak to brands. You know, I came away with a bunch of really interesting contacts and um, and just meeting up with other other people, other people in the industry. It's been it was great for that. It's just a shame it's so far away and the jet lag's so horrible. Mm. I'd forgotten how bad that jet lag was. It's just ugh, horrible. You vaguely back on form. I saw <laughs> I saw your uh, you posted a screenshot of your Whoop band sleep. <laughs> quality and like that's that whole week it was dreadful oh. and you get back home and then it's, it's quite stark 
So before I went out, I, I did two things. I got Whoop. I thought I'm going to spend a year using Whoop to try and improve two things, my uh, training readiness and my sleep. And I started using one of the, you know, these uh, habit trackers. Uh, the one that I've got is called Streaks. All right, yeah. Started using that because I thought I want to kind of, you know, really get yeah, start getting to bed early, get up straight away in the morning, read a book every evening, do all these amazing things uh, and use Streaks for that. And up until Vegas, it was, it was I was doing quite well. But that was about four days. And then got to Vegas and just everything fell apart. All the stats went south. Streaks keeps uh, messaging me saying, uh, do you want to start a new streak yet on these 15 things that you were trying to do before you went out? Um, so yeah, it all completely fell apart. Sleep just disappeared, and um, yeah, I haven't. I still haven't really got over it to be honest. Because <laughs> I got back, and then everything else happened with Samsung, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a second. But it's nonstop. Yeah. So well, so you're out there. You got back while you were away. Did Ali fix your keyboard for you? No, he didn't. I was hoping he'd come around <laughs> and at least uh, you know in, in a van and with a few spare bits and fix it but he didn't <laughs> uh, in fairness i did open a call uh, like a support ticket with him and then it, I, I didn't respond quickly enough and it, it it's been closed so i need to reopen that oh. again time but i will get onto it well i mean i, I it's probably a, a good opportunity to mention some alternatives who may or may not have been present at ces but just thought fact, at least one of them was so i don't know i don't know if we've talked about this before i meant to at some point but i don't think we ever did so if you look in the show notes, there's a link to naya.tech, N-A-Y-A dot tech. And you know, I'm really into my split keyboards. I've got my Microsoft mm. Sculpt daily driver, which has been discontinued now. So when this dies, I'm oh, going to need to find a, a replacement. And there's nothing else quite quite like it because it's, um, you know, you've got the, the ergonomic split bendiness, uh, but it's 10 keyless, which is really nice. So it's really compact because the various other options that are available out there, other Microsoft options, Logitech options, they've all got a number pad and they're just too big, in my opinion. So anyway, mm. this one has got like uh, modules that you can swap in, like a touchpad, you know, a multi-touch touchpad or a twisty knob, which, you know, I'm nice. obviously, you know, I love a twisty knob. Um, there's also like a, a six degrees... A freedom you know uh, joystick thingy for 3d modeling and uh, a trackball which i'm led to believe is quite good for color grading so basically they've got these four four magnetic hot swappable modules that you can attach to this split keyboard it's completely wireless um just it looks super cool I think it's very expensive. It's very it's cool. about like seven hundred quid mm. or something. But you know, if you if you kit if you wanted to buy all of the modules, but you wouldn't necessarily do that, you'd probably pick the two that were most appropriate to you. So I think I would go for two knobs. Go for a double knobber. Double <laughs> knobber. Wow. I bet, I bet no one's done that before. You'd be the only double knobber in the in the world. So, uh, but on a slightly more traditional. So anyway, they they were at CS. I think they may even have got an award. Um, but um, just in my general sort of looking at keyboards and stuff have you seen the the monarchy series 2 that's mo, mo, mono kei dot co okay i haven't but um i'm looking at it now very nice there's so many of these keyboard brands now aren't there so the, what i like about that is it sort of sits somewhere between your traditional sort of big mechanical keyboard key and a chiclet key it's sort of like the thickness of the of the the keys they're very sort of square and low profile but they're hmm. they do you know what i mean it's sort of somewhere between it's like a yeah. mid-height key um and i yeah. don't know i just i really like what's going on and of course it's got a twisty <coughs> dial on it which means it gets a thumbs up from me and then there's also the nomad e which is currently in pre-order from uh, work louder that has got several twisty knobs and extra buttons that you can assign macros to and a little uh lcd display so little, that's a little screen yeah like worklouder.cc that. yeah. that's the nomad e that's nice I so like i don't that. know if you were disappointed by the alley keyboard or were looking for some other things to play with might want to reach out to one or all of those you know, they'll send you one because they all look quite cool i do like that display that's that's pretty cool on that on that one so and well actually also while you were yes. away you it was part of your uh airpods max all the t all airpods max all the time experiment which yeah went, which actually yeah, turned which out I'm, to be quite good 
it was all right. It was fine. Apart from the canopy, which I know um, I, I mentioned in, in, the, in the video, that, that was the one thing that's disappointed me slightly. I think that the, the durability, when you bear in mind, I've not used them consistently for for three years and the canopy has still kind of sagged a little bit. I think that's a bit disappointing. Oh, no, but... you mentioned this last time and I said I hadn't noticed it on Mrs. Mm. Rob's. So I did go and check out Mrs. Rob's canopy and it is also saggy. It is already, because she's not had hers that long, has she? I think it's longer than we think. It's probably 18 months or something. Okay. Uh, fair enough, okay. Yeah, that does bother me a little bit, but um, that aside, it, they've been they've been pretty good. They've been quite enjoyable. I think they're an all-rounder, as an all-rounder rather, they are they are quite impressive. And the fact you can use them for telephone calls easily because of the transparency mode and all of the Apple ecosystem stuff. Um, the fact that the case, as stupid as it is, does actually have some benefits. You know, it's very easy to slip in, slip them in and out of that. And I, I have been chucking them into my bag without any thought at all. And there's no damage on them whatsoever. They're, they're just absolutely fine. Um, it's still don't, I can't forgive Apple for it because it still isn't a proper case and there's still the chance of things getting damaged and it still looks stupid, in my opinion. Um, but, it, yeah, having used them a bit more consistently, you do realise that there is some some sense in it. I wish that was a charging case, though. I think it, I think that's that's what they should do. I think the next AirPods Max, if they, if they were going to do anything apart from USB-C and new colours, they should turn that thing into a, into a charging case, because that would be fairly unique, I think. And it would make it less, less silly. I think. Mm. We got, but apart from that, they've, they've been they've been great. We've got any plans? I'm not using them anymore. Yeah. But. Oh, okay. Well, you've gone back to AirPods Pro too. Yeah, they're still the best for ease of use, really. Oh, what I was going to suggest was whether or not you were going to do a similar thing with the Beat Studio Pro, which is you know sort of ninety percent as good for half the price. Well, they do get they they're getting used daily anyway at the moment because I use them as my main sort of carry around um, over ear headphones for editing and stuff like that. So they they do get very consistent use. I, I think I'm, I might do an updated review on them just to kind of touch on the durability and stuff, which has been great, and I've not had any issues with it at all. Mm. You know, they're, they're so easy to carry around thanks to that case. It's um, they're still a winner in my mind. Hmm. I mean, well, so I mean, the thing is, I I think in your video. You said if you want them, go ahead and get them, you know, while they're discounted. Yeah. But all the rumours seem to suggest they're going to get refreshed in March. They do seem to be saying that, don't they? Which I completely missed before my video. But, um, yeah, they reckon, I think, was it German who's, who said this? It's pretty well informed, isn't it? I, well, yeah. If, I mean, but again, if they do that, they're still going to be 550 quid, probably, aren't or they? More. And if it is just new or more possibly yeah and if it is just going to be new colours and USB-C there's absolutely no reason to get the, the new ones I don't think save yourself money and get, you know, if you really want a pair of AirPods Max and you're not bothered about the new colours or USB-C then just get yourself a, a heavily discounted set of the first gen which will be even more affordable once the, the second pair come out That's, that would be my, my advice Fair day. Unless unless Apple's hiding something, unless they've been very, you know, unless the, the leakage has been very uh, minimal and there's something much bigger coming, like some form of lossless codec or whatever. Yeah, we'll which does seem to be coming this year, doesn't it? As we've discussed mm, before with does. all the stuff Sonos are up to. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, I've got a PSA. Well, yes. the, um, I think last time we spoke, you were talking about how I was, I was stuck on your dynamic island as a live activity <laughs> on the way home when when you sent me in a sent me home in a taxi so uh, you know you can you can swipe the dynamic island from right to left to dismiss those yes i was aware of that yeah you can't do it on everything though can you there's certain things i I think um, it might be the wallet that you can't do that on so train tickets and that sort of stuff you can't swipe them away but uh, yeah everything else you can so i was aware of that i I just enjoyed watching your little (laughs) car go across the screen thinking i wonder if he's okay Um, just in case anyone wasn't aware you could do that. You could do that. So, what next? What do you want to talk about? Vision Pro. Do we very quickly talk about Vision Pro? Do we possibly? Oh yeah, well, yeah well, Apple we, did. We got it wrong, didn't we? Martin was right. Last time we, we spoke about this, Martin was like, "No, they're just they're blatantly going to upset the the news cycle at CES by, uh, you know, issuing some sort of Vision Pro announcement," and they totally did. And yes, yeah, so the pre-orders it did. open. It didn't really today. work. I don't think it worked, did it? 
Have you seen John Prosser's video about uh, Vision? No one, no one cares about Vision Pro. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's really worth watching. So he, um, I think it was a couple of days ago, he published a video which basically talks about the fact that the, if you look on Apple's channel, on Apple's uh, YouTube channel, their most watched video is the Vision Pro announcement with about 59 million views or something. And his point was that that sounds impressive until you look into it in a bit more detail and realize that they pumped that video out as an ad. So they put a whole load of ad spend behind it, which obviously results in far more views than it would do organically. And the most recent one they put out, which was the whole, you know, get ready for the 2nd of February thing, that's had 800 or 900,000 views or something which is quite different to 59 million. Um, and his point is that, that yeah, those views are purchased in that respect, which is not unusual, that's what these brands do. But he then goes a bit deeper into it and says, if you start looking at the, the most recent uh, Vision Pro videos from some of the big players like CNET and other, other people, they're not doing that well on YouTube. They're kind of getting 50, 60,000 views, and, which isn't much for those, for those channels. And... Um, I don't know, and also a lot of the commentary isn't great. So they're, they're giving they're giving access to. I think they had some kind of event in New York over the last week or so, where they got a bunch of handpicked people to go and try Vision Pro. And clearly, all they've been, all those people have been able to do since since that thing is post static images of them using it and just some very simple, some very short words about what they think about it. But then you've got MKBHD who. Said, yeah, it's it's still impressive. How, you know, the second or third time he's used it, but the main thing he focuses on is how heavy it is, and that's the thing that is doing the rounds now. How massively heavy this headset is, apparently. Um, so, in terms of a, a pre sort of PR pre-launch PR campaign, it's not going that well, I don't think. And John Pross is saying no one really seems to care too much about it. You know, where, where's the interest and where's Apple's interest in it? You know, it, it was a press release, this whole thing about the, you know, the, the launch date, the, 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 you know, the release date in the US. And there's just, I don't know, it's not, I'm, I, as you know, you know, you know, my feelings on Vision Pro, it's, it's, I'm, I need convincing about it. And it, 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 the whole thing feels a bit, I don't know, it doesn't feel great at the moment for, for Apple, but who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Well, yeah, the, the the main things that I've seen in the news about it are that the uh, the sort of floating keyboard that you're supposedly able to type on in midair doesn't work at all, and um, <laughs> okay. and they revised the battery, um, you know, runtime down considerably from when they talked about it first. I, I forget what the original number was and what they've uh, tweaked it to now, but. Yeah, you're not. Oh well, okay. the, the other thing is, is that they they used to, previ they previously previously said that you could run it indefinitely when plugged in because obviously it comes with a battery pack that allows you to run it for two hours, say, mm. depending on what you're doing. But um, when they first announced it, they said that you would be able to use it indefinitely when plugged in. They've removed that text from the website now. Really? So I don't know if they've got some issues with overheating or. Hmm. That's interesting. People's like neck injuries because it's so heavy. There's a second head strap as well, isn't there? Which wasn't they didn't really show oh, yeah, during, like the, a, a, during a, the original the head thing. one now, which doesn't it doesn't yeah, look as cool. Which, but uh, apparently, is makes it a bit more comfortable. It's definitely needed. So that would be interesting. So, yeah, so that it? was that was intended to upset CES. Didn't really work. What did no. upset CES was the Rabbit R1. Which I didn't see, just very quickly. I had no, no idea that was there. Didn't see it anywhere. It was at show, Showstoppers as well, apparently. Missed it there. Um, so again, something that you, clearly you had to not be at CES to see properly. But yeah, it is cool, though. I mean, I've looked into it since, obviously. So I saw it. I'm extremely sceptical about whether or not it can actually do what it claims to do. And for those who haven't seen it yet, it's um, essentially allowed... It, it's how how Siri and Google Assistant and uh, Alexa should have been from the start, really. You know, you, it, you can not only ask it questions, but you can have it go off and perform actions associated with that conversation that you're having. So the, when they demonstrated it, he had this, he had his, he had his rabbit R1 plan a trip to London and he, you know, he could change the itinerary, 
pick a different hotel that sort of thing and then it allegedly although they didn't show it happening he just said yes confirm like that's all booked so it may or may not be able to do that i don't care whether it can or not because it's designed by teenage engineering so it's larry orange just yep. designed by teenage engineering i just think it'll be a lovely thing to to look at and hold even if it turns out to be a bit pants completely agree even if it fails miserably who cares it's really cool yeah yep. so if you, what, what's your position have you either paid for one out of your own pocket or reached out to them to see if they'll send you one or you're just gonna give it a swerve i haven't I'll probably give it a swerve. I think that kind of stuff doesn't tend to perform well for me in terms of the audience, which is a shame because it's interesting. And like, like you, I love teenage engineering stuff. I think it's brilliant. But um, yeah, in my, in my experience, it doesn't tend to have much of an interest among my audience. But it's I'm, I'm glad these things are appearing because they're, they're, they are interesting. Yeah. But so I think the, the, the reason that this has got so many people excited where the AI pin, the humane uh, AI pin didn't, is the the AI pin? Well, a you can only get it in the states. So even if I wanted one, I couldn't buy yep. one today. B, you've got to subscribe to their cellular plan, which you know also goes towards some of the back end costs. And C is hmm. it doesn't really change the way you do things it's just a, 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 it's a different interface obviously it's got that display that projects onto the palm of your hand and it's largely voice control to you know reduce distractions but it basically does the same things that your phone does but in a different way the thing about rabbit mm. is that it it's potentially elevates human computer interaction to an entirely new level so that, that's that's yep the potential is is very exciting so yes yeah, so I, I have i pre-ordered one of those nice i probably won't get it till end of 2024 because they're gonna they're prioritizing all the u.s and ca canadian orders and then international is sometime later in 2024 but i'm quite excited for that well when you get it you, you can it's on you to do the the review on eight or 16 oh, no. i think rob you have to do a which we can do now because we can show people because yeah. people are watching this. By the way, if you, if you are watching this and you haven't subscribed yet, please do. And if you're listening to this, go and check us out on... I should do this at the start, really. I should know what I'm doing, really, shouldn't I? But yeah, if you're listening to this and you didn't realise, we are now on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Amazingly. Wow. So you can see our beautiful faces. I can check my uh, my rubbish <laughs> Stream Deck widget. So we've got oh, yeah. 100, 109 we? subscribers now amazing and that's incredible we've had 552 views wow for easily the least exciting visually podcast and one that's only been live on youtube for a few weeks that's pretty impressive i think yeah no, that's, that's cool thank you thank you for jumping on um right we've got 15 minutes and there's so much stuff on here what what do we want to pick out? We've we've got to quickly talk about the S24, haven't we? I think we need to. Oh, I suppose so. S24, it's Galaxy AI Week, isn't it? So we need to we need to cover it in some way. Okay. Uh, you've ordered one, just very quickly, Rob. You've somehow managed to get the most amount of stuff from Samsung for the least amount of money, which I think people are going to be interested in. Can you just list what you're getting? Please? Okay, so through some some epic coupon stacking because there were lots and lots of Samsung coupons floating about, some of which you would have had to pre-register for in order to be eligible for. So if you pre-registered pre for the unpacked events, you got put on a mailing list, and on the day you got sent a coupon that would give you a £50 off, plus a free Samsung-branded case and screen protector, allegedly worth £74 or something. Um, there was another code that entitles you, if you pre-order any of the S24s, uh, entitles you to receive a F Galaxy Watch 6 in graphite 40mm. Um, then there's the trade-in. So I'm trading in my S23 Ultra, and they give me 600 quid off for that. Um, and because I, I bought the S23 last year, I had some Samsung loyalty credit you know, their, their Samsung rewards program. So anyway, long story short, I got a... Oh, and then they, they up... All the, you can 
the 512 gig model is the same price as the 256 gig model, which is effectively a £100 saving. So anyway, all in, they reckon that I saved £1,150 on my my S24 Ultra purchase. Um, so yeah, the total amount that I paid in the end was £562.88, which is less than I paid last year to upgrade from the S22 to the S23, and I've got more stuff. So although on, you know, on paper the S24 Ultra is more expensive than the S23 Ultra was last year, it somehow worked out as a much better deal for me this time around. You've done very well. Bearing in mind this is the flagship phone as well. It's, you know, it's the, the most flagship of flagship phones you can buy from Samsung. That's a, that's a hell of a deal. I missed that because I, I pre-ordered mine as well, but I completely missed that watch. It's very easy to do. Yeah, You had to really scour mm. all of the promotional material to make sure that you added all of the coupons in the right order and you know, did the right things at the right time. Oh, there was another thing. The, they were running a promotion where if you pre-ordered it via their Samsung Store app, and used a code, mm. you would get an additional five percent off. So yes, yeah, so I just had loads right, of okay. loads. Of, I found all the discounts. I used them all, um, and yeah. So I, I will be playing the the Samsung upgrade cycle game for another year. I mean, I'm okay with that because nice. it works out. At, I mean, I don't even know what that is. Forty six pounds a month to play the <laughs> Samsung upgrade cycle game i'm 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 okay with that i mean the thing is i was briefly tempted by uh pixel 8 pro i don't know if you recall they offered me 360 pounds for my s23 ultra so uh <laughs> i didn't do that so yeah at the moment it's more cost effective for me even, you know, even though i moan about one ui i can tolerate it when i'm paying that little for it <laughs> it's amazing incredible deal I mean I, I didn't get anywhere near that part of the reason I didn't get anywhere near that is because my pre-ordering process was uh, I was doing it alongside Pete Matheson at the launch event for the S24 Ultra where we were watching outside in Greenwich in, in London watching this drone display which the Samsung Samsung had put on and we were both frantically at the same time trying to get some footage of that and pre-ordering the S24 Ultra because we never know when the, the, the review is going to arrive um, so you always have to get your own as well. And um, yeah, watching this drone show and trying to pre-order at the same time, missing all of the deals and stuff, just desperately trying to get it, get it through the line, which I did, thankfully. Got the orange one, by the way. That's a good point. Which, which colour did you go for? I went for the titanium one because I'm right into grey phones at the moment. I assumed that you would have got the, the orange one. Had to, yeah, had to be done. Um, but yeah, that, that was my favourite moment of 2024 so far, pre trying to pre-order the S24 Ultra while watching drones in the sky spelling out s24 yeah. ultra i mean you know, that that's of. how you launch a product isn't it in fact that the whole galaxy unpacked oh, event was <clears throat> they, they out appled apple i think they completely out appled apple and i know it's a very different type of event because apple's events now are very hollywood and aren't they all very produ highly produced and stuff whereas samsung are still doing this great big on stage thing but um that, but what you don't see on uh, sorry, that, that stage the set was incredible oh unbelievable um but what you don't see is that they do a similar thing all the way all, all around the world so I, I was at the the uk version of that which was a lot smaller but it was still like i say it was in this very fancy location next to the o2 and they had this drone show which was overlooking canary wharf uh you know, painting the sky with the brand you know with that with their brand and all the rest of it um uh, yeah the the effort they put into the to launching this stuff is um, unbelievable um i'd love to know what their marketing budget is it must be frightening uh, but it was very nice to be invited along to that and also to get the, the time hands-on with the with the s24 uh, before launch I, I had two two opportunities to do that once in in vegas and once in london uh, which is quite unusual um i had the same thing with the with the fold and the flip and all the rest of it last year so very privileged to get that time with it um, and also to get some really good de demos i don't know if, if, if anyone's seen my video a lot of the footage in that video is people from samsung showing me stuff or myself getting you know get my get my, my own my own chance to to play around with the ai features they're built into it and yeah, whatever you think of Samsung, and there's been a lot of comments in the in, in my video from people saying they're copying Apple, which I, I don't. They've copied Apple in as so far as using titanium for the build, but well, I, I, I think that's fair there. because the S24 from the side literally looks like an iPhone now. Okay, fair enough, but, uh, to a degree. Although again, the iPhone sides are flat, aren't they? Yeah, no, the S24s are flat. Yeah, the S24 Ultras are still slightly curved, but the, S the regular 24 
and the S24 Plus. Okay, they're fl- I'll they're give you flat, that. Yeah, they, I'll give you that. They look like iPhones. But there's only so much you can do with a rectangle bit of metal, isn't there? And, but they're such different devices, you know, when, when you use these things compared to each other. Um, but anyway, that's that's for another another thing, isn't it? But yeah, I, it's that it, it's impressive. I, I think what they're doing with AI, you know, like it or lump it, that's where we're going, isn't it? And it does put the pressure on Apple, I think. There needs to be something more I, impressive. I don't than think Apple are under any pressure. I think Siri. Samsung have just no. gazumped them. So I, all of this stuff, I think, we'll see at WWDC, and we were going to see whatever Samsung came out with. Of course, this month. so yeah, they're, they're just getting out ahead because they know what Apple are doing. So and yeah, Google will be the same, it's, obviously. So um, I mean, on the subject of the eye, so yeah, the whole the whole event was all about this Galaxy AI. Which was, you know, largely just getting up to par with uh, with the cool Pixel stuff. So their their Google collaboration. Yep. So you know the ability to circle a corn dog and have it, you know, AI search via the, the Google Gemini backend, which you know is obviously available. I mean, they made quite a big thing about that, but obviously that's also going to be available on the Pixel Eight and the Pixel Eight Pro. Um, yep. And actually, just a side note is, um, you know, the the Meta smart glasses, the Ray-Ban smart glasses, they've had an update since we last mentioned them with uh, an AI lookup. So you can be looking at like, uh, you know, a shelf of tea. Then you could say, you know, yo, Zuck, or whatever the wake word is. I don't know. (laughs) It's probably not that. But if it's not, it should be. Yo, Zuck, which of these teas is caffeine free? It will look at everything that you're looking at through the camera's in the glasses and then go back and say oh yeah you probably want the chamomile or something you know so anyway, just a yep. side, side like so yeah just uh you know they they made such a big thing about how it was so easy to just circle what was ever on the screen and then you know find out more about it um but like what if you didn't even have to do that well you, you don't if you've got some some meta smart glasses but anyway my beef with galaxy ai is they showed there was just they banged on for far too long about the translation stuff because they were doing there was you know, i mean it's very cool right so you can do it live real time on a phone call you can do it live real time in person it, it you know it can do it can even like cancel out the other person's voice so you only hear the translated whatever they're saying you can have it go into text as well or both or whatever very cool it's obviously not going to work it just isn't right in in real life because these things that don't, and it's Samsung. The automatically formatting notes, I'm more convinced by. So they showed off a whole bunch of stuff okay. where you you just have ham-fistedly scribbled down a bunch of notes, and then you can... And to be fair, the handwriting recognition has always been very good with the spen. Mm. Um, but it can then, you know, using AI, automatically bullet point, summarise, that stuff, I, I believe that works, because we've seen that with your chat GPTs and whatever, and we know that that, that is solid tried and tested that's going to work and then they got a bunch of the you know ai photo editing stuff oh and the the uh i saw was it you that did the short with, with you and ben where he was showing yeah, off the, the, video. Uh, the ai video frame interpolation where you can basically make a, a normal oh. frame rate video appear slow-mo because it's just magically adding frames that I mean, that's super cool and well and the fact that you can you you can do it across you know, all videos, can't you? Just any video, you can play it, and then you can just press and hold, and then it'll slow it down and do this AI slow-mo effect. Very cool. My beef with it is, in the terms and conditions, in the in the asterisky bit at the bottom of the website, I've, I've put a screenshot to it in the notes there. Galaxy AI features will be provided for free until at least the end of 2025 on supported Samsung Galaxy devices. So Interesting. the key... You know, the killer feature, you know, the big thing this year that differentiates this year's models from last year's models might well become chargeable in the future. That kind of winds me up a bit. That's weird, isn't it? At least, what well, it's very woolly language. Well, on the subject it? of woolly language, the other big news is that they're going to support their phones for seven generations, which everyone has taken mm. to mean seven years. I don't think it is going to be seven years. I think it, well, by, they're just going to release two two 
you know, version. They're going to increment the <laughs> the One UI number twice a year, and you know, fulfil that seven generations <laughs> within the same five years that everyone else is offering. Seven versions of One UI in twelve yeah. months. There you go. There's your. There's so your well, actually, no. To be Did fair, they say years no, though, rather no, than generations. Well, so seven years of security updates seven generations of os updates now why would they make that distinction unless it wasn't at seven years true i'm still trying to work out that charging that uh, the the galaxy ai thing that's clearly something they haven't decided about so someone somewhere has said we need to start charging this is this this is so good we've got we've got a charge for it and someone else has said well not yet let's just hold off let's put let's put a little let's just forget about that for the minute but let's pre-warn people. I, well, well, I, I, well yeah. spotted. So yeah, so you want to uh, just be mindful of that. But I mean, okay, it's going to be free for the for for at least the next year. I it's not so much of a concern for me because I'm probably not going to own it for more than a year anyway. If if they continue to keep, well, especially with these upgrade these upgrade uh, deals, yeah, it's kind yeah. of be rude not to. But what about the Samsung Ring? Eh. There's so many Samsung rings. I mean, so, I mean of, of the rings that were announced this week, it's yes. quite cool. Okay, great. Samsung are getting involved. They're, 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 they, they teased their their take on it. It was just a tip. There was nothing about it at all. It was just, here, here it is. Here's a, an image of yeah, it. But See you have later. Have you seen the, uh, the Lotus ring? That was, that was at CES. So this is uh, no, of course, yeah. of course, www.getlotus.com. It is a waterproof wearable ring that uh, operates over infrared, so you can control infrared things just by pointing at them and feel like a Jedi. I'm just looking now. It's got an IR blast. Right? Yeah, so so it's you, you, if you click it then it'll perform an action at the thing you're pointing at. If, and it's also got a swipey ability, so you could you know, set it up to adjust the volume on your television or AV receiver or whatever. Or um, I saw a video where a guy was turning on a Dyson smart fan. A Dyson smart fan. So a smart, a smart fan. fan. <laughs> you, you, you point your finger at the, at the fan and then you click the thing and then it turns on. So... I, I don't think it does anything beyond that, but that's enough. That's enough for me. Just being able to point, point at stuff and, and make stuff happen. That's the ring for you. I'm down with that. <laughs> well, we've hit time. I think we better finish on the ring side of things, haven't we, really? But uh, there's still tons of stuff on this list which we'll have to, we'll have to tackle in a couple of weeks' time. But um, we didn't even talk about Bali, but Bali, 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 whatever it's called, the little the little AI ball thing that, that Samsung launched at uh, CES, which again, I didn't get to see because he kept coming out occasionally for little demos and then scuttering away and I, I missed it, obviously. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, no, was, uh, that's my CES report. Didn't see anything anyone else saw, and but saw the F1 safety car. <laughs> and got to sit in uh, Patrick's massive Trump hotel suite, which had two bathrooms, which is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll end it there, Rob. But we, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to pick up on the other bits and pieces next, in, in a couple of weeks. Alrighty, see you then. Right, I'm gonna get some sleep. Cheers. Mm-hmm.